Hey friends, welcome back uh, to our podcast, or if you're listening for the first time, uh, this is something we've been doing, second episode on well-being, how to live well, specifically in the times of coronavirus. So uh, for these next few, for these few episodes, I'm talking with Matt Stackhouse on uh, well-being and knowing yourself. This episode specifically unpacking why is it important that we know ourselves? Why is it important that we know what's going on inside. Happy listening. Uh, well, thanks for having me again, Ryan. Yeah. And, uh, um, I guess as we just kind of come into this second session, um, we're wanting to talk about the idea and the importance of knowing yourself. Um, and I guess I just wanted to start off by saying in this time of um, isolation and, you know, for some it is at least uh, a disruption to their normal um, routines. Uh, For some they've lost work or they've, um, you know, they're they're doing something very different. So they're they're finding themselves on their own. And um, I just guess want to start off by saying particularly to people who um, are in a really different season of life feeling like wow just all of the the boundaries and responsibilities that i have had that in a sense lead me because i've got to do meet deadlines and i've got to be at work at a certain time with those things taken away um you you may be finding yourself maybe rudderless or boundaryless and and it means that you've got to impose upon yourself boundaries that that lead yourself well mm. Um, and I, I want to contend in this session that, that we can't do that until we know ourselves or increasingly learn about ourselves. Yeah. Um, and, and that that's just a really, really critical um, aspect of uh, any faith journey, I believe. But also, um, you know, f- for the Christian, it was uh, John Calvin uh, who said that we know our we 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 know God as we learn about ourselves, which is interesting because you know if you know much about John Calvin, um, he didn't write a great deal of kind of personal devotionals as such. He yeah. he um, anyway. I mean he, he he carries on to that the, the the purpose of that wasn't just to find out about ourselves for its own sake, but so that we could learn about God. So we ended up leading ourselves, speaking to our souls about go to God, you know, go and find um, what you need. What are you looking for? What's your heart looking for? Because those things are, are found in, in God. So I thought I'd start by just um, looking at a, a fairly well-known passage of scripture, Psalm 139. Um, maybe this is perhaps one of your favorite Psalms. It starts uh, with saying, oh, Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down, and you're familiar with all my ways. Um, that's just the first three verses. Uh, in this kind of 20, 24 verse psalm, it ends up starting off that way and then finishing with, um, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. And I guess what strikes me there is that um, there is this assertion that we can be known. 
Um, and that's an incredible kind of starting point. We're known by God. Um, and in a sense, God helps us learn about ourselves. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, as I'm even speaking, I'm just wondering, for, for those that might be listening, what are you learning about yourself in this season? Yeah. What I love about that psalm is that, and what I love about most psalms, and what was I reading something recently? They had a, they had a couple words, two, two, they had two R's that were, that David always, he, I can't remember that, the actual names, but he always, he's very honest about how he is going. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, uh, even, even in this psalm, uh, right before he says, search me, God, and know my heart, he says, I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. That's right. That's is, right he knows his heart. He knows what's going on inside mm. of himself. He knows himself. He's not hiding from that. He mm. struggles. He's real. He has hate. He doesn't know, like he, he's confused. He's anxious. He doesn't hide from that. Mm. Um, he yeah. knows what's going on, but he still offers yeah. it to God. He still says, God, you know, my heart, I give it mm. to you. And mm. so there's this beautiful balance of he's brutally honest brutally mm. honest with himself and with God about what's, what's going on inside of him. And he doesn't hide from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he still submits that to God. He doesn't, he, he doesn't hold it and say, no, this is the way I am. He, he submits that to God and he says, God, this is how I'm feeling. Mm. Uh, yeah. Do with what I trust you with it. You know, I trust you with it. And he's, yeah, I think it's, it's beautiful. He knows what's going on inside of him and mm-hmm. he, he gives it. So it's not, it's not all, if you read the Psalms, man, which my wife and I were reading a Psalm as we go to bed every night uh, at the moment. And man, they're not all like, they're not all fairies and roses. Like there's like crazy stuff in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. There's like, it's like, Holy smokes. Did, did he really want to, you know, chop this guy's head off? Like, this is crazy. Or smash their baby's heads on rocks. Yeah. Like this yeah, he's, yeah. he is very yeah. honest, but like the, in our, in our hearts, like if we're honest about what goes on in our hearts, man, there is some dark stuff that goes mm, on in our hearts. Mm. And, um, like that we just, we wouldn't want to say to the people that know us best, the things that go on inside of us. David yeah. is, is brutally honest about what goes on inside of him. And he gives, and he totally gives it to God. And I, yeah, it might be a first step. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I think that you're, you're, you're right. I think, um, I think as we mentioned the last, in the last kind of podcast, the, the kinds of things that have distracted us for so long, um, they're, they're, you know, they're being pushed aside, right? Whether it's work or other expectations or even just social media. I, you know, I think I mentioned, I, I think people would find will or will find, oh, you know, I'll have all this time and, 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 and perhaps they'll allow themselves to be, you know, let off to binge watch or, you know, scroll endless you know, social media platforms yeah. um, and, and find as we, I think we all know, no one's surprised. We'll find that just that they're so profoundly empty at the end. They're just like, oh my goodness, what did I just do with the last 10 hours or whatever the, the case is? And, and then what we're left with is sitting with ourselves, you know, um, you know, for those that, you know, they're, they're, they're bound by their, by having to be at home. Uh, we're left with our thoughts and, um, uh, I guess going back to what John Calvin was saying that that you know knowing yourself or self knowledge was essential because it it allowed someone to seek God because we find like you were just saying we we actually bump up against all those kind of dark places 
And in a sense, Calvin would say we become displeased with ourselves. Yeah. And that's his whole point, right? So um, it says, I'll, I'll just kind of read a quote that you know, Calvin goes on to say um, that self-knowledge and God's knowledge are these two kind of intertwined things. And that you know, it says, for we always seem to ourselves to be righteous and upright and wise and holy, but this is actually pride. And it's innate in all of us, uh, and unless by clear proofs we stand convinced of our own unrighteousness, foolishness, folly, impurity, um, we're never going to go to God. We're never going to run, run to God because we just think we've got it all sorted. And it's interesting because what I think I was just saying earlier, you know, when I let's say hop on online, I get immediately notifications saying, mm. you know, there's a mental health crisis. There are statistics that indicate that you know a lot of people just are not coping really well and i look at mm-hmm. and i and i put myself among them you know we've we you know, we've we've been working from home and the kids have been here and i think we've got some pretty good routines right now but that's out of necessity like wow you know we we could just become so self-absorbed and consumed it's just not healthy for us mm-hmm. um and so uh yeah th- this is a really good time in a sense to learn about the things that perhaps we feel uncomfortable about in ourselves. Yeah. Um, and, and there's some really beautiful things that, that have, have come from that. I, um, well, anyway, before I kind of go there, what, what are your thoughts? Ryan, so, you? so, I mean, I'll, if I recap what you're saying, so what you're saying is when we are forced to give ourselves time and space, that's when the things that are true self, the things inside of our heart really come out and mm. we're forced to, it, it could be because of isolation, but it could just be because, you know, you don't have, uh, you could be in a space, oh, I, you know, um, I, I think back to, this is in my own life. I remember this was, this happened, I had this clear revelation that, uh, you know, 12 years ago when I was at uni for the first time, I was like 19 something. And I had called you know i'd called friends it was like right at the beginning of the school the summer holidays and so in the states everyone goes back home for their yeah. you know, they, they don't they don't go to uni where they live so a lot of my friends had gone back home but i'd called my few friends who were still in town and said oh you guys want to hang out no one was free to hang out and i remember sitting at home and you know there's this is before instagram and, and like other there's yeah. still a lot of distractors and stuff but not as much. I remember seeing at home being kind of bored, but just, this is very early in my faith journey, but just having this realization, I was like, I don't like being alone mm. because I don't like, I don't like, mm. um, I, I'd used hanging out with friends at that point and just being busy, just social life to actually cover up, uh, mm. actually some loneliness. So the loneliness was there the whole time. Uh, yeah. the feeling of like, yeah. Ooh, I don't like, I don't like just being left to my thoughts you know, because mm. I have dark thoughts and stuff. And, and I actually, God showed that to me through just being forced to be alone, mm. uh, forced to just be by myself for one night. <laughs> I just had this, I was like, oh, wow, this is what's going on. Mm. And so is what you're saying is that we, when we are forced to be alone, that's when we, that's when we actually have the space to tr- kind of begin to see what really is going on inside. Is that, is that what you're saying? Oh, totally. I, I mean, it's interesting you say that. I think, uh, uh, I think your story is probably pretty common. I certainly experienced that um, around that time when I first started uni and just trying to figure out uh, having left home for the first time and, and then just, you know, what, what what's going on. Um, those are really important times of, of life and they can, 
people can really spiral, you know, when they when they recognize that. But but there's also evidence to suggest that people are reaching out um, in ways that that hasn't like haven't happened before. There, I, I just read this actually this morning that there's a, a professor, uh, associate professor at the Department of Economics at the University of Copenhagen, um, J- uh, Dr. Janet Sinding Benson, and she actually released a preliminary study titled In Crisis We Pray on Religiosity and the COVID Pandemic. And she indicates that there's this uh, huge surge of people seeking information about prayer on Google. Yeah. Wow. It's like it's skyrocketed in the month of March, 2020. Um, and that as she quotes here, the rise in prayer intensity supersedes what the world may have seen for years and may likely continue as the, the crisis worsens. Now I, I say that knowing that in Australia where, where we are, um, you know, just this morning, you know, New South Wales State Update just indicated that there were 4,000 tests done yesterday and there were only two cases. So yeah, wow. in some ways in Australia, we're just living in a different universe to what much of the world is experiencing. Mm. And yet if you're online and you know people are from there on the road, there are people that are just completely um, in total lockdown, total quarantine. Um, and what, you know, what do you do? What, what, what do you do? Well, when, when the entertainment and the, you know, the, the glitz and the things that, that we, you know, used to distract ourselves when that just gets as empty, we people realize it's as empty as it's always been. Mm. What do they do when they're on their own? Well, look, this indicates that people are going, crap, I, I need to go deeper. If yes. there is a God out there, you know, what does that mean? So people surge, like, that just fascinates me that people would go, I want to learn about prayer. Mm. Like, whoa, wow, okay. That's right. So you're saying, uh, you know, when we, yeah, we, when we are forced into isolation, we, we need to look inside. Uh, we, that, that gives us the opportunity to, but we need to look inside. But why do we, why do we do that? Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's a really good point. I think some people are really drawn to just kind of self-analyze for its own sake. Um, I've got I've got some people in my family that are that are just like that. They love doing the personality profiles, or yeah, yeah. Um, one of them. One of them even read read me there. Um, that's right. That's right. And you know, I'm a fan of that stuff because I think I think that can really help us to learn about ourselves. Um, one I of, did I did the one through. I mean, I remember doing the one through your organization. I didn't I didn't like the one I got. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. There, there's what we see in ourselves and yeah. then the way others experience us. Sometimes there's yeah. this, you know, this, this discrepancy and we have an existential crisis. But, but um, even like uh, someone was reading me their star sign uh, astrology thing, right? And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not into that. But, but, yeah. they, but they read it to me and, and they said, that, that really is me. And I thought, you know, actually what they read seemed really similar to just like a, a personality profile kind of thing. Like, oh, well, I am like that. And people are drawn to learning about themselves. And I, I don't have any kind of drama with that. But from from a kind of a scriptural perspective, the only real uh, and worthwhile reason why we ought to kind of dig into that is so that we then lead ourselves to a, a better place with, with the Lord. With, like we we're learning about how he's made us. Mm. Um, and, you know, you've probably heard me say this before that the best thing that I can do for my family and for 
um, you know, my, my work situation is actually to lead myself well. Mm. And that's the hardest thing because I am stubborn and I'm uh, self-absorbed and, you know, actually leading myself well is, is one of the biggest challenges yeah. um, that I have. And, I, and that I think any, anyone faces, especially when the patterns and rhythms that tend to, that I tend to flourish under, you know, like being expected to do things at certain times, or whatever, when those things have, you know, they've just all gone wobbly. Yes. I'm like, wow, if I don't choose to lead myself in this, then I've got no hope. Mm. And, I, you know, my family's going to notice and, you know, I certainly got us. Yeah. Well, uh, is there anything else you wanted to say around that? Well, I mean, you know, the, I think that there that there's um, lots to be said about what it means to lead, to lead ourselves well. And I, I think we might kind of talk about that during another, another kind of podcast. But I, I will say that, um, that this, I think, can be really quite an exciting journey that when people recognize um, their folly and the, you know, the things that they, they look at themselves and go, Oh, I hate that about myself. Um, the very fact that we have in, in Christ, right. With the Holy spirit, we have agency, agency to make choices around our habits and our proclivities and, and things that, you know, we don't like and go, all right, well, what would I, what would someone who loves, what advice would they give to me? You know, what, what, what would they say about just the way that I can make choices daily um, that just put boundaries and reins on myself. And, and in that there's like, there's freedom, there's freedom in our discipline and you know, discipline of ourselves. Um, I know that, you know, since the moment Scott Morrison said we were allowed to go outside to exercise, there are people that are exercising for the first time in years. Well, that's a good thing. You know, you yeah. just look at you know the local foreshore uh, next to me and man, there's heaps of people. Uh, yeah. uh, and it's, a, I guess what I'm saying is that that gives us an opportunity to think creatively about how to, lead ourselves because maybe we don't trust ourselves. You know, actually not trusting myself is probably one of the best things I, I can do. Like, Oh, actually, I know that if I don't do this and this and this, then I'm going to do this and this and this, and that's just not going to be helpful. It's going to lead to death or, you know, whatever the case is. I think we said last time, you know, uh, substance, you know, alcohol purchases has gone up 57% globally. Um, 57%. 57%. Um, that was just like in a Forbes, you know, economics kind of magazine. I mean, you can see why, right? Yeah. People are at home. They're, they're like, well, I'll just dull the <laughs> dull things. And I, I don't know. I'm just, you know, uh, there's probably a lot of complex reasons and there's certainly, certainly concerns rising uh, domestic violence and those kinds of things. And, you know, we do, we should be praying for people that we just know are not safe and checking in with people that we know are, are really struggling in this time, especially if you're feeling like, wow, uh, I'm doing okay. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, um, so the next one, we might look at more about how we lead ourselves, about ways we do that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. But, yeah. And there's some really good stuff out there about that. And the, yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Um, I'll leave us this time just with a quote from Corey Ten Boom, who is, you know, if you know, she's kind of, she snuck Jews um, out of kind of Nazi controlled areas to kind of this resistance 
uh, an amazing Christian. And she wrote, she writes a lot about actually leading yourself in crisis because that's what she lived in. And she had this quote that I read uh, in a different book that um, it rhymes. So I really like it. Yeah, come on. <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and she said, if you look at the world, you will be distressed. If you look inside, you'll be depressed. If you look to God, you will find rest. <laughs> and that might be sound a little corny to you, but I think uh, as we look inside, we don't look inside to try and figure ourselves out, but we, we look at the world and we look inside. We do that through the lens of uh, looking to God. And in that, we can find rest. So we, we're not self-analytical, just like, oh, I got to figure out all these things about myself. Um, that's not what this space is for. It's for, like, it's, we look at God. And in looking at God, we are able to look at ourselves and look in the world through the right lens, um, mm. through a restful lens. So we'll leave it there for today, maybe, and, and catch back, talk again next time. Do you want to close us in prayer? Matt? Yeah, gladly. And I, I might um, um, just say, in, in light of the Corey Ten Boom quote, um, th- this can be a, a time of rich and can deep opportunity to to ask those questions about who am I um, in, in a way that kind of just digs deep into the, the notion of our own identity. And, um, and I don't want to say that, you know, people who are a lot smarter than me have gone before us and, and, and just recognized that there are, there are things about ourselves that we may be afraid to discover, but with, with the Lord, there's actually if we know that we know that God loves us warts and all, then we can go with just this courage to look at, look into ourselves and, and, and go, wow, can God still love that? And the answer is yes. I mean, it's either true or just this kind of fanciful idea that God, God's knowledge of us is, is complete. <laughs> it's totally complete. And yet he calls us his beloved child. And, um, and if that's the starting point, then you know, we can we can ask some deeper and harder questions. Um, and uh, that, that's what I, I pray happens. And we emerge out of this kind of crisis in however many months or whatever the case is with a, just a deeper sense of, wow, I'm incredibly loved. Yeah. Um, and that's that, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Man. So, yeah, let me let me let me pray for us and um, we'll, we'll close up. Uh, Father, thank you. Uh, thank you for uh, each person who has been listening to this. I uh, pray that for the, each of them as they um, l- look in the mirror in ways that uh, they didn't anticipate and, and perhaps aren't comfortable with everything that they see. God, would you guide them? Help them to know that they have been sought after. They've been searched and they've been found. They can come clean and they can come to you. And, uh, and God, I just want to uh, thank you that that, that is a, an incredible privilege of each of your children um, to be on not just a, a journey of self-discovery, but um, be able to understand ourselves in light of our belovedness in the one who paid the ultimate price. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>